Shabbat Shalom. <clears throat> the name of this week's parasha is Tetzaveh, which means command and covers Exodus 27.20 through 30.10. The Israelis were commanded to bring clear oil from pressed olives to the tent of meeting so that Aaron and his sons could keep the lamps there burning. This command is repeated in Leviticus 24. The garments for the priests are described in chapter 28 and included a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a checkered tunic, a turban, and a sash for Aaron. God's instructions for making the ephod included taking two onyx stones and engraving six names of the Israeli tribes chronologically on one stone and engraving the names of the remaining six Israeli tribes chronologically on the other stone. These stones were set on the ephod's shoulder portions so that Aaron would present their names as a memorial to Adonai. The 12 tribes were also represented by 12 precious stones and four rows of three on the breastplate of judgment, which would remain over Aaron's heart whenever he entered the holy place. The breastplate included the Urim, which meant lights, and the Thummim, which meant perfections. These lots would be cast to discern God's will on important decisions. When the robe of the ephod was made, it included gold bells attached to the hem of the robe. These bells were used to let the Israelis know that the high priest was still alive as he moved about in the holy place. A gold plate with the engraving, Holy to the Lord, was attached to the turban by a blue cord and would be worn on Aaron's forehead to take away the iniquity of the consecrated things presented by the Jewish people, so that Adonai would accept these things. After Aaron and his sons received the clothes Adonai designated for them, Moses would anoint and ordain them as priests. They would also receive garments to wear beneath their robes so that they wouldn't be guilty of indecent exposure and die. Even though God is more concerned with our heart than our clothes, it doesn't have to be about only one or the other. The focus here is on both inward and outward holiness. The elaborate procedures for consecrating the priests to serve Adonai are described in chapter 29. Aaron and his sons would be washed with water before receiving their clothes, and offerings of one bull as a sin offering, two rams offered on the altar, and unleavened bread were included in these procedures as well. The ordination of Aaron and his sons as priests would take seven days and was to be done exactly as Adonai commanded. We see in Leviticus 8 that Moses obeyed God's commandments here when he performed these procedures on Aaron and his sons for their ordination as priests. Adonai also commanded that Aaron's holy garments must be passed down to his sons so that they could be anointed and ordained in them. The parasha ends in chapter 30 with the instructions for building the altar used for burning incense, along with instructions for the use of this altar. Parasha Tetzaveh teaches us the importance of worshiping Adonai on his terms, not our own. God's holiness and majesty were to be respected by obeying his specific instructions on how he was to be worshipped. These commandments were clear and specific, and any deviation from them or disobedience to Adonai's commandments would result in the death of the transgressor. Throughout the centuries, the Aaronic priesthood was used by God to teach and guide the Israelis on the proper way to worship him. <clears throat> 
As we see throughout this parasha, this was a high privilege and responsibility, not something to be taken lightly. The high priest had constant reminders of his responsibilities woven even into his very garments. The priests were called to worship God in reverence and holiness, but we must remember that they weren't perfect. Before attempting to make atonement for the sins of the people, uh, the high priest had to first offer sacrifices for his own sins. Contrast that with Messiah Yeshua, our great high priest, who needed no sacrifice for himself since he had no sin. We see from the sacrifices of animals in this parasha that atonement for sin came at a high price. According to Leviticus 17, There is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. But these sacrifices weren't permanent. They offered only a temporary remission of sin and had to be repeated across the centuries. But at the proper time, Adonai sent Yeshua, our perfect and eternal high priest, whose sacrifice for sin was flawless and whose atonement complete and everlasting for those who believe in him as Lord and Savior. Yeshua's sacrifice on the cross for our sins was a once-for-all-time event. Our faith in Yeshua makes us secure and gives us confidence in his promise never to leave or forsake us. However, Yeshua's sacrifice doesn't give us permission to live any way we want. On the contrary, we are called to live in obedience to his commandments. So let's follow him loyally as Lord and Savior and do what he says making every effort to live our lives as an act of worship to him. Shabbat Shalom.